0: a life coach and a sacred harlot. My life vision is to create a sex positive world through adult education and BDSM performance art. Hello and welcome. This is Lady Boy Chi and tonight's episode we're going to be talking about sacred sex and we have a special edition tonight because we're recording from a pagan festival where we've been celebrating Beltane. Yes. And it's been really awesome weekend (laughs) and I have with me it's Sarah Lynn Bowman. yeah, Yeah Sarah and she's participated in some of the activities and workshops that we put on with the Covenant of the Sacred Harlots and Aphrodite's Temple. And so I'd like to take a little time and talk a little bit about your experiences this weekend and then some of the things you've been studying because I know you mentioned that you've been really exploring some new things in Tantra and Sacred sects.
1: Yeah, thank you for having me.
0: Uh-huh. Well,
1: first, I'd just like to say this has been such an incredible weekend. I mean, the GG has ran some amazing workshops, and also we got to see a manifestation through orgasm workshop and a demonstration, live demonstration, of a mixture of orgasmic meditation and some other techniques. So that was pretty I was, remarkable. I uh, to
0: make that workshop, but... <laughs> Yeah. How was it?
1: It was good. I was on duty watching Vanguard duty, so I didn't catch all of it, but these are women that are trying to uh, encourage others to learn how to tap into their orgasmic potential, and she spoke specifically about the differences between an orgasm and climax, mm-hmm. and how orgasm is something that we build over hours and hours of time, Uh, when we are working with this energy mindfully. Whereas climax lasts, you know, 30 to 90 seconds depending on the situation. (laughs) However, after climax is over, the orgasm can continue and often does. Um, You can feel that energy sort of fuel you throughout the day if you learn to cultivate it. And so it it was specifically about how to create an intention that you want in the world. And how best to manifest that through the act of orgasm and cultivating energy. Ah. In the same way pagans, you know, do that sort of work with other rituals, but using sex magic as a form of it.
0: Yeah, and I was about to say, now we're getting into sex magic. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Jumping right in. Something I really (laughs) love. Raising that good sex energy.
1: (laughs) Mm. And then Gigi gave us a very basic but very powerful explanation of some Tantric techniques. Mm-hmm. The breathing, I know it as the heart breath, but yeah. um, sort of... It's uh, called different things yeah, by different uh, yeah. <laughs> people. Uh, but a certain breath that um, connects you with your heart chakra and f- flows through your energy field. And you make this ah sound as you breathe. So the, so deep inhale up. Ah, and that allows the the breath to circulate but it also raises the vibration i think
0: oh yeah totally yeah and it helps circulate your sexual energy yes because yes. unfortunately in our culture too often we're so focused just on the genitals and we forget the whole body's a sex organ and you can circulate that energy and build it up and We've done shows on this in the past.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And also there's the subtle body. There are other dimensions to the self beyond just the physical. And the breath work helps you connect to those higher dimensions um, and lower dimensions. We don't want to ignore the lower chakras, but uh, connecting to the full range of your experience, which is a physical embodiment but is also existing on these other levels and the moment of orgasm specifically can be a window into the infinite and that's what a lot of sacred sexuality is about and so
0: exactly and and i i kind of look at it i kind of describe it a little differently Mm. but it's really kind of the same thing i like to put it in easier to understand (laughs) terms for people that aren't into Tantra. Mm -hmm. Because sometimes, you know, I remember going to Tantric workshops and I'd hear these weird terms and go, well, I don't quite understand what's going on here. (laughs) And so I try to keep it simple and say, well, we have different levels of consciousness. Mm. And we have our regular day-to-day consciousness where we're more in our rational brain. And then we have a higher level, or I call it higher level of consciousness, where Mm -hmm. we get into the more intuitive side of our brain. And it also gets into some of the energies that we each have different chakras or energy centers in our body. And you can channel energy through those. (laughs) And so it's not just about getting in touch with things outside of us, but also getting in touch with parts of ourselves that are often dormant in our mm. day-to-day life.
1: Yes, absolutely. And giving us windows into capacities that yeah. we didn't realize that we had. Yeah. Because um, one of the teachers that I'm, I'm really you know, influenced by is this woman named Jumana Sophia. And she talks about how adolescent our culture is with regard to sexuality. Oh, totally. <laughs> and how there's these, this very limited range of our understanding of what sexuality is and where it can take place and when it can take place in this yeah. specific area of the house with a specific you know, position or whatever. Some people have more of a range. But even just limiting to the physical body and to the genitalia as being sex, What what these principles teach you is that sex is a uh, an embodied experience, but it's also occurring on these other levels. And when you start tuning into those other levels, you can have much more expansive experiences that are that are um, sublime. They create a state of bliss that can last days. Oh, yeah. It's, in fact, I'm
0: still in the yeah. state of bliss. <laughs> You're still blissed out. I'm a little blissed out, too. <laughs> <night>. <laughs> yeah. And, and I
1: would k- like to get into that, too, after yeah. we discuss the three yeah. techniques and what oh, they can we definitely lead to. Will yeah.
0: <laughs> a, and just a quick preview, <laughs> by the end of the ritual, we had a... Room full of people simultaneously experiencing an energy orgasm, yeah. which is very different from a genital orgasm
1: yeah.
0: or a sexual orgasm.
1: With their clothes on, not, clothes not on, touching.
0: Not touching each other, just doing tantric techniques. Yeah. So we'll go through that in a while. <laughs> but mm. what are some of the other things you got out of the... Festival this weekend.
1: Well, I'd like us to go through the three things that you discussed because oh, I yeah. think, you know, if anybody wants to try this at home, that, yeah. you know, it'd be helpful to to know. So there's the PC, PC, M- mu- yeah. It's
0: pubococcygeus mm. muscle exercises. Yeah. And the pubococcygeus muscles are the muscle sling between your pubic bone and your coccy bone, which is your tailbone. Mm-hmm. And that's why it's got such a long name. That's. <laughs> and a lot of people know it by the word Kegel muscles, but Kegel didn't come up with this. Mm -hmm. He kind of stole it from ancient cultures, and like a lot of times in our culture, we take things and don't give credit to indigenous peoples, so I like to give credit where credit's due to the Chinese and the people in India that really were the true pioneers, pioneers <laughs> in all this.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. And
0: basically, the, the, to identify your pubococcygeus muscles, when you're urinating and you squeeze your muscles to stop the flow of urination, that's your pubococcygeus muscles at work. And so to exercise those, and these are your sex muscles, they make sex even more delicious when you exercise them regularly and so part of the process is to squeeze and release Mm. and relax them and then squeeze them and relax them and you can do i I do these exercises while watching tv or sometimes doing dishes it actually makes mundane chores so much better because you're getting that kind of stimulation down there.
1: (laughs) And you're also realizing, um, another thing that Jumana Sophia talks about is this adolescent view of sexuality doesn't tune us into the fact that creation is existing all the time and we're Mm. actually making love to the world all of the time just by existing and living in it. So even a mundane thing can become an erotic experience and that doesn't mean that you're you know, feeling sexual per se, but you're experiencing eros. You're interfacing with the world and in there a, is a whole
0: movement, mm. especially in California, of sex with nature or sex mm. with the wild. Mm-hmm. And there are people that climb up in trees and masturbate and have sex with the wind and the sun and the.
1: Is it eco sexuality? I think. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And
0: you know, I've even gone nude body surfing. And if you just arch your back just right, the waves will stimulate your genitals. (laughs) 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 And they give them this rolling action all over them, and it's like, ooh, so delicious.
1: (laughs) So this may seem sort of technical, talking about these parts of the body, but once you just sort of get into the the flow of it and it Mm -hmm. just becomes a natural practice, then you just start tuning in to parts of us that we cut off in our day-to-day and experience
0: And I would like to say this, uh, you know, even though we say she says that we're in an adolescent phase, it's not our fault. I mean, mm. we get no proper sex education. Right. And we're never taught any different. Mm. So it's something like we're having to discover these things from scratch. Well, rediscover and we them yeah. from
1: people who've been doing this for thousands of years. Yeah. And so by mm.
0: learning some of the techniques that have been tried and proven over thousands of years we don't have to reinvent the wheel
1: <laughs> exactly and then the third one that we talked about was the the pelvic movements yeah so like pelvic thrusting yeah it doesn't have to be hard just a little bit of movement pelvic yeah. movement
0: and it's rocking the hips and thrusting the pelvis in and out and that's your sex pump and often when we're having intercourse we're doing that action anyway but if you do it while you're just meditating or laying down it raises all that good energy and pumps it up through the body
1: (laughs) and then combining that with these PC muscle Mm -hmm. exercises It starts to activate, and the breath work starts to activate what's called the kundalini.
0: And it does take some practice to coordinate all this. And if it's one thing I suggest is start with the breath work, add the PC muscle exercises, either squeeze on the inhale and relax on the exhale, or relax on the inhale and squeeze on the exhale. I'm very dyslexic and (laughs) I haven't gotten a lot of sleep this weekend. So I hope I said that right. The
1: other thing about tantric principles is it's okay to get it wrong. You're not, it's not about perfection. In fact, you're trying to go for the opposite. You're trying to go for surrender. Yeah. So if you're focused on perfection and on the goal and I got to get this exercise right, then you're not surrendering to the the moment.
0: And one of the things I mentioned in the workshop is, Try different methods Mm. and see what works for your body and the way you're wired. Because we're all wired a little differently. And we have different, and when I say wired, I mean neurologically, our neurological wiring. Mm -hmm. You know, we have a whole central nervous system that connects our senses to our brains. And that's how we get this world is through our senses. And so we're all a little bit different.
1: Yeah. And what works for one person might not work for another. And yeah. there's a lot of different techniques. This is just one of them. Yeah. Um, and this is something that we could explain to you all day. And yeah. I've read in books, but I didn't actually fully get to experience the, uh, what, what Gigi was calling the big draw. Yeah. I've read about it as the clench and hold, but... Mm-hmm. I've been able to do the energy circulation exercises, the energy orgasms. Yeah. I do them at the gym actually because I'm able to be on the elliptical machine which already gives you that pelvic thrust without actually <laughs> having to, I mean you're working but you're yeah. not having to, to think about it. It's just yeah. doing it for you and then you can really focus on um, moving the energy through the chakra system. So going from the root to the sacral and then root to the solar plexus. Uh, you, one to two, one to three. Two to three, two to four. Yeah. And you just, you cycle it through. Mm-hmm. And by the time you get up to those upper chakras, when especially for me, I I have a, get a lot of blockages around my midsection of energy. Mm-hmm. When you start clearing that, yeah. and then you're moving, you're like an hour on this machine. And, you know, just... <laughs> all of a sudden there's just like expansive experiences of all sorts and that's a strange thing to say to be doing in a public space but of course I'm not moaning or making noises I'm not drawing attention to the fact that I'm doing this but I'm uh, intensely focused and this is an example of a way that you can Make love to creation, even just in a day-to-day mundane experience that might be kind of dreary and drudgery for a lot of people normally. All of a sudden, it becomes an ecstatic moment.
0: Yeah. And to get back to kind of coordinating these things Mm. together, start with the two, with the PC muscle squeezes, along with your breath work. And the Mm. breath work we've covered on this show before, you want to force air into your lungs with a deep expanding inhale and then sigh it out with an open throat Ah.
1: and you know so many of us are afraid to breathe and afraid to vocalize during sex Mm -hmm. and we're afraid to it's interesting because the yoni the, the female genitalia looks very similar to the throat um, yeah. If you look at them like an X-ray or whatever the the, mm-hmm. the visualization is, and the muscles are similarly constricted when someone is blocked sexually as when they're blocked vocally. Yeah. There's a beautiful Tori Amos song called "Silent All These Years" that is a, that kind of about oh, both of those things, actually about youthful sexuality and about and about abuse and about not being able to speak. Yeah. And and learning how to unlock yeah. uh, the vocals is important to learning how to unlock sexuality because you are allowing yourself to give perm- you're giving yourself permission to express yeah and, and r- to take up space
0: yeah and the other thing I'd like to add to it especially for women because women are so depowered in our culture and taking charge of your own body and getting in tune with it is very empowering and you can get Touch with your power center, and raise that energy. And you know me on this show; I'm all for bringing everybody to their full power. We've had cultures mm-hmm. in the past that were male-dominated, and others that were more female-dominated, but we rarely had cultures where power were, was shared equally by all. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah, and and the the notion that going back to this adolescence, the notion that someone else needs to be there for us to truly be having a sexual experience. Otherwise, it's just masturbation or it's, you know, this, yeah. this and notion And I've even that covered
0: that on this show. Yeah. Uh, one of the things that I highly recommend before you, if especially for younger people, before you start dating other people, take yourself on a romantic date. Yes. And end it with not just masturbation but making love to your own body yeah and it's a whole different experience than just you know getting off
1: (laughs) right just releasing tension and there's a lot of shame around that a lot of people have been harmed because of masturbation Mm -hmm. not to get too dark but you know there there were severe punishments for it and And
0: that's so sad because i know that there's been studies done and a lot of people don't realize it, but masturbation, for probably m- the majority of people, is the primary sex outlet. Yeah, you do have a partner and you have intercourse, and you some that's do. Beautiful, some do. Mm. Over the human lifespan, masturbation occurs more frequently than lovemaking with others.
1: <laughs> and it's it's something that is. Oftentimes we are seeking in other people some uh, to fill a void that we feel mm-hmm. and what we don't realize is we can be our own lover yeah and so much of this is about learning really what wh- getting in tune with yourself what uh, what ends up coming up when you do the solo Tantra work, at least in my experience is a lot of shame, a lot of pain and fear and all sorts of stuff is embedded in us yeah. from years and years of conditioning, whether you've had a very hard life or an easy life, there's still, there's, you know, we carry so much in ourselves. We do,
0: and it's reflected in our self-talk. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, one of the workshops I did this weekend was on erotic morning affirmations and r- raising that sec- good sexual energy and Circulating it through your body and then making affirming statements about yourself like, oh, I am beautiful, sexy, and gorgeous. Mm. (laughs) I love who I am. And I'm a guiding light for others or any positive statement that you want to incorporate into your being. Mm. And one of the things I learned is that The things we tell ourselves become self-fulfilling prophecies. Mm -hmm. If we have a lot of negative self-talk, it's going to draw in and attract negative experiences. If we have very positive self-talk, it's going to draw in more positive experiences into our lives.
1: And make us and open a channel for us to experience those things. Yeah. And my... For example, I have a lot of uh, pain around separation, so closeness is sort of a dual-edged sword. Because, like, see, I crave intimacy, but I also have so much pain around loss that all of that is part of it. So in my journey, I had to really, um, you know, I would be, I would be self-pleasuring, and I would have those feelings come up of loss and pain and just and shame and feeling like I'm not good enough.
0: And what are some of the things that helped you through that?
1: Well, in Tantra, they teach you surrender. Yeah. And this is something I'm terrible at. I'm a control freak. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I want to be in charge. Oh, and I yes. want to make sure that because I don't feel in control most of the time. So it's my way of trying to manage a, a mm. world that is very chaotic. Right. And so you have to let go of that. Mm-hmm. And so when, when I have an emotional response like that, my tendency is to punish myself for it, which perpetuates it. So then it becomes a cycle. And there's been times in my life where I haven't gotten out of bed for a week crying. I mean, hysterically crying, you you know, over a love, love loss. But then it ties into what I call the world pain. You know, everybody's in pain and I can feel Mm -hmm. it. And there's people going through much worse things than me. And I can feel that. And then it just, it snowballs. But that's not surrender, really. That's, that is, um trying to control and then harming the self and then it magnifying. And so what shifted when I was doing the tantric work was the emotion would come up and I would be like, instead of saying, Oh, you're so pathetic because you don't have a lover right now or because yeah. you were rejected or whatever. I, I experienced it as, okay, I'm j- first of all, I'm going to just breathe and allow this to happen Yeah. I'm not going to be bummed out that I'm I've gotten out of this erotic state and I'm now in this sad sadness state and I'm going to just really treasure and, and nurture and, and hold myself as I am experiencing this yeah. and I'm going to say to myself what a beautiful heart you have that you love that deeply mm-hmm. that you were able to open up and share that deeply and and how sweet it is that that you are still uh, able to care yeah. and love, and it's and it's okay to cry. It's, so it says it's that kind of self-talk also can be incredibly healing for oh yes. for the heart, and then it can and enable. And I say that is a
0: positive type of self-talk yes. because yes. it's constructive.
1: And <laughs> then it can, and then after mm-hmm. a few moments of that, one of the techniques I learned was witnessing.
0: Mm-hmm. So you can and before we go to witnessing. Mm. Uh, as you were talki- describing the process, mm. what kept going through my mind was that in a certain way you were expressing gratitude for being who and what you are at right. this moment. Right. And being in the moment. And right. And being in the moment is a very tantric thing.
1: Yes. <laughs> and that's what, I- in part, what you're surrendering to. Mm-hmm. You're surrendering to whatever this moment is. So in our case, we're, in this shed and we're, you know, my partner is sitting nearby and there's a tractor going by and there's all, <laughs> all sorts of sounds and you yeah. know, uh, but we're here and mm-hmm. it's a lovely day. And oh, it's beautiful even day. though I'm remembering this thing that happened and that's part of my present moment is this memory, it's mm. a present moment experience. I am not there, yeah. I'm here. And that was something, there, was, there were three parts that really synced for me. Because as a trauma survivor, it's easy to get locked into past pain and yeah. to excite those cycles. I am not my thoughts. I am not, I am not my feelings.
0: Yeah.
1: And I am not my memories. Yeah. So if I'm having a present moment feeling of sadness, if I'm having a present moment thought of I'm, I'm no good or I'm worthless, if I'm having a present moment memory of this love that's lost, mm-hmm. that is a choice. And when you get in, can get into this witnessing state, mm-hmm. you can decide, do I want to feel that right now? Do I want that to be who I am right now? Yeah. And if not, you can let it go. And sometimes though, I'm like, No, I think I need to be in this for a while longer. I need to investigate this. Yeah. And that's tantric as well. It doesn't it's not about sex. It's about experience, being yeah. fully present in the experience. Sex is just one avenue
0: yeah. to do that. And and it is about sex in a way. Eh? Mm-hmm. It it isn't and it is. It's one of the paradoxes. <laughs> but
1: I've been studying the ancient the Vedic stuff. There's an incredible book, I think his name is Christopher Wallace, but it's called Tantra Illuminated. And it's by a scholar who studies the ancient Sanskrit and who also has taught Tantra for many years. And he breaks down the philosophy of Tantra, which has very little to do with sex from the old texts. It's all about these layers of reality. That uh-huh. we are experiencing—it's like early physics, really. Yeah. <laughs> it's like mo- metaphysics and physics at the same time. Right. I mean, these were some these were some esoteric scholars, basically, that were doing these rituals. Some yeah. of which were sexual in nature, but others were not. And sexuality was just one vehicle to access yeah. these layers of consciousness that mm-hmm. we're discussing.
0: And you know, often on the show, we take talk about sex in isolation, but sex is really a part of a fuller life mm. and with many other dimensions. Mm. But to me, sex is such an important part of our lives that it is being so inhibited in our culture.
1: It is, and it's a force and, and, and of control. at the same
0: time it's being inhibited, it's like we're also constantly being enticed by multimedia. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, uh, I I get the feeling that multimedia is uh, holding the carrot in front of the donkey, making them run after it.
1: (laughs) But in service of capital, you know, in service of... of
0: So that you buy this product or all kinds of whatever people are selling or whatever people are promoting
1: so it's a form of social control to take that erotic energy that eros we were talking about Mm. and channel it into commerce yeah which is fine i mean you know uh it it has its purpose there's nothing i'm I'm not an anti-capitalist although i have a lot of marxist training (laughs) (laughs) um but i i it is important to recognize that and when you know pornography for example or um you know, sexy ads or whatever, it's important for us to recognize that we are being manipulated (laughs) um, for a a purpose that is not probably our own, right? Um, And so what would happen if we were to, just acknowledging where our Eros is going, that's kind of step one. Like is it, what is it in service to? Is it in service to our own evolution as a person? Or is it being directed by someone else in our lives that, or is it being suppressed by people in our lives? Yeah. And um, I think for me, really, even the early tantric principles uh, and the, the way that it's practiced in sort of the new age community or however you'd want to call it, is about principles that we don't often think about in terms of this, but it's about liberation Mm -hmm. liberation in the old days from off in some of the tantric traditions not all but some of them were liberation from caste from the caste class system very strict class system gender roles we talked about how women are not encouraged to express themselves and many never experience orgasm or make sounds you know during sex tantra was one of the few paths that allow women to be gurus In certain traditions so all of a sudden there's this liberation uh, into the spirit into into the self but also into this connectedness to the cosmos that all of these things these embodiment facets are important but they are also just They're illusions when you tap into the larger consciousness that we are all actually the same person and we're all part of. And so it's this, they call it non dualism, both being an individual and being the collective at the same time. Very difficult for people to wrap their minds around. (laughs) And masculine
0: paradoxes.
1: Masculine and feminine too,
0: energy. And and I think part of the reason it's hard to wrap our minds because we've been trying to be so purely rational. Mm -hmm. And it won't make sense to the rational brain, but it does make sense to the intuitive brain. Mm -hmm. And we have both sides. I mean, we have both the intuitive and the rational.
1: And to bring it back to the workshop that we did, um, Mm -hmm. just having this kind of sea of people that are all raising their energy, slowly raising their, their energy called the kundalini the the coiled serpent around the base of the you know the core root and it's just waiting for us to to decide to let it go free and it starts to to, to to the
0: kundalini is our sex energy it's our erotic energy and usually it's sleeping and dormant Mm -hmm. but then when we awaken it oh our whole sense of receiving touch becomes electrified it becomes so much more than our normal day-to-day sense of receiving touch
1: and this most subtle thing can all of a sudden be incredibly charged mm-hmm. like a, a somebody you know putting the, their hand on the small of your back can be like orgasmic yeah, and but we're orgasmic in the sense that we were discussing it before like this building of energy and this just And and bringing that into your life. It doesn't mean that you're being sexual everywhere you go It's Not about being charged yeah. about being allowing yourself to be in the fullness of your spirit hmm And so anyway being in the sea of people that are all doing that and some of them were scared But that's okay, you know uh-huh. and and others were really throwing themselves into it and that's great but there, nobody's touching each other. Nobody's invading each other. We were close in close quarters, but I felt there was a deep respect. Yeah, and you know, it's about and that's
0: part of what I do with temple. I set boundaries, and mm-hmm. we have rules posted, and we make a safe, create a safe space, a sex positive safe space.
1: Yeah, and also. Going back to not knowing what sex is outside of certain constraints, all of a sudden you were creating a safe space where now sex is a totally different thing. We're actually we're not looking at each other. We're not touching each other. We're breathing and moving our body in these very subtle ways, Uh which seem like uh, (laughs) if you haven't done it, it's like, what? Um, yeah, why are we doing this? Or <laughs> even just that. That won't work for me, you know. Um, but then but then, just hearing and the vocalizations, hearing other people and feeling other people having these experiences. And um, that feeding into becomes this collective yeah. flow yeah. where somebody will make a, a sound and it'll flow into the rest of the group where everybody will be going, ah, oh. I was a little off, but... That's okay, too, because you can hear the individual and the collective at the same time. And And
0: one of the things I mentioned, I don't know if you remember consciously, but during the process, I did mention, you find your own rhythm, Mm -hmm. and it doesn't have to match everybody else's. Let your body tell you where it wants to go.
1: I mentioned Tori Amos earlier, who's one of my favorite people, but she she talks about her piano style when she doesn't have a band and she just plays at whatever rhythm she wants and yeah. she says you don't fuck to a metronome
0: yeah <laughs> <laughs> exactly <laughs> i mean you can you but can but it's that that's not the the.
1: you know a lot of this is just breathing into whatever that moment is maybe it's a very quick moment maybe it's yeah maybe you're very much in sync with other people maybe you're on your own vibration but all of that is okay
0: and what really i've done this workshop a couple of times and and the first time i went to a workshop that's where i learned it at a bisexual conference and it was run by kate bornstein and it was just this amazing experience i was in a room with 65 other bisexuals it was at a bisexual conference and we started raising this energy together and what was so amazing was when we did what's called the big draw Mm. at the end for you know um it was almost a simultaneous orgasm occurring with many of the participants not quite all but almost all And and can
1: you describe what the big draw is
0: yes um after you've built up all this energy, doing the breath work and the pubococcygeus muscle exercise work and coordinating it with that pelvic movement and pumping of energy, you do that for about 20 minutes. And then you do three final deep breaths and exhale through with the open throat. And on the third inhale, I have everybody hold it and clench all their muscles, especially their abdominal muscles, but every muscle in their body, including the PC muscles, and hold it for about 20 seconds. And then exhale and just totally relax. And you could hear the energy just change Oh, yeah. It well, was really. What was that experience <laughs> like for you? <laughs>
1: yeah, I've tried. So I've tried that before at home. And I've, you know, it says in the book, Urban Tantra is the book that I that I read um, by Barbara Corrales. And it says in the book, this may not work for you. Like, it's yeah. okay if it doesn't work. Yeah. And it, ha- it I'd experienced a tiny fraction of it before. But um, having having the sort of symbiotic energy of the room and having you guide us through it was very helpful. And then going through the other energy work and then doing it and then holding my breath. I mean, I was like, I, I was like, try, you know, part of me wanted to release. It's like, Nope, not yet. Not yet. And you have to have this sort of inner, guide yeah. that, that says no no well you could you could release but mm-hmm. but what if you waited yeah. wouldn't that be great you yeah. know <laughs> and so you have to kind of coach yourself a little bit sometimes at least I do yeah. and I think you I think mentioned a lot that of those, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then but then when it happened it was just it was it was remarkable and it wasn't like I was physically having an orgasm but my whole
0: body was having an you orgasm you an energy orgasm Yeah. it's very different and, and, and very sh- similar take. <laughs> it's so
1: interestingly intimate because it's it's intimacy with everybody who's opted into being there as is opting into experiencing each other having this mm-hmm. orgasm they haven't opted into any other agreements but there's this permission mm-hmm. just by being in the space to let go yeah and that is a something that w- i mean how many other kinds of experiences do we have like that in life maybe at concerts we're allowed to yeah. to ye- to yell and scream a little yeah. um
0: and that gets a little more on the primal side mm-hmm. but this gets deeper it gets into the sacred sex the spiritual sexuality side yeah where we can really get in touch with our own you know it's my belief that we're energy beings within a physical body and that's when and it's hard to get in touch with our energy being you mentioned earlier that we're not our thoughts we're not our emotions and we aren't we're energy beings
1: mm-hmm.
0: and it's the energy being that is actually observing the thoughts that go through the, the brain and experiencing the and um, observing the emotions that go through the brain and I don't and that's m- kind of the physical side but the energy side receives this stuff and it's hard to really pinpoint where the line is
1: <laughs> And actually like I said the ancient tantric wisdom they had all sorts of um, <laughs> models for this like yeah. five levels of consciousness and they, they mm. break it all down. I mean it's, it's yeah. fascinating. Some stuff. of it
0: can be very complex complex. Esoteric and
1: and, I don't suggest unless you're really nerdy <laughs> to get into this stuff, but it's, it is fascinating um, stuff that we don't even think about layers. Yeah. We don't even think about, yeah. but I, 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 w- I just wanted to say a small caveat, which is that for, I don't want to invalidate people's thoughts and feelings and memories. Those are no. a- absolutely imp- very important to a lot of people's identities, yeah. but but uh, there's a certain freedom in knowing that you can release that stuff if you want to. Yeah. And you can be having a different experience, um, one that is that is ecstatic, one that is connected to the cosmos yeah, on your own. Exactly. Just through breathing and doing some s- tiny little movements,
0: you know? <laughs> it's beautiful. And you can't, uh, you know, after I did the workshop, the in the workshop they said, practice this at home if you didn't have energy orgasm during this work on it play with it and I did I mean at the during the workshop I mean I was laughing and crying and just giggling and my whole body was like tingling all over so delicious and I felt this kind of oneness with not just somebody in the room but with the whole universe mm. And it's just this, and there are some things that we don't have a vocabulary for that I experienced. I don't know how to describe it because it's at that energy being level. It's not something through the senses. Yeah,
1: but the book talks about different gasms there's there's yeah. an orgasm but there's like a giggle gasm yeah there's an anger gasm i don't necessarily suggest that one <laughs> but <laughs> oh those <laughs> can be good too. i'm sure I mean in the right context um, well
0: but sometimes i know that i've had some really hard experiences growing up yeah and sometimes just having that anger gasm can release so much if we bottle it in our society we're taught to bottle it up and repress it and uh, deny its existence or anger is a bad feeling well feelings aren't good and bad it's what you do with them it's how you behave with them if you get angry and get a loaded gun and shoot everybody at school th- that's bad right but if you experience an anger orgasm and that stops you from expressing your anger in inappropriate and bad ways, that's a good thing.
1: Right. So, so there I like to one method, for example, bit. that people use is like screaming into a pillow. Yeah. you're not actually affecting the world around you very much. Yeah. Um, and you're releasing that
0: energy. And I have to go back to Greeks, ancient Greece. And in ancient Greece, they had theater and plays. They had the Greek tragedies and the comedies. And audience wasn't like our modern day audience. They didn't passively watch these things. As the tragedy unfolded, they'd get down on their ground and pound the floor. Mm. They'd pull their hair out. They'd wail and agonize as this tragedy unfolded. And what the Greeks discovered was that it provided people catharsis, mm-hmm. a way to release and not bottle up all the negative emotions. And that what that did was it created a better balanced citizen.
1: Yeah. and And, and so for me, part of the tantric path is about finding those modes of expression mm-hmm. that work for you. And yeah. so when I dug deep, I thought to myself, okay, as a child, what felt best for me? Yeah. Well, how did I self-soothe? Yeah. And it was two m- major methods and the first was s- masturbation mm-hmm. and the second was <laughs> singing. Yeah. <laughs> and so I've made it part of my practice to make sure that I sing every and sometimes when I'm doing tantra in my room, I don't masturbate at all. I'm just singing. Yeah. And I'm really experiencing the fullness of the sound as it's moving through my body and the emotion of the song and Um, different sounds are associated with different chakras. So it's like you're activating different parts of you and it's, Mm -hmm. it is breath work. I mean, singing is breath work. (laughs) So there are all sorts of ways that we can experience this catharsis and expression. Yeah. (laughs) Mm.
0: This concludes this edition of Adult Bedtime Stories. Be sure to tune in next week for part two of Sacred Sex and Tantra. And we'll continue our discussion next Sunday evening. So have a awesome night and enjoy those nocturnal emissions. I find it interesting that adults in our culture are not provided with em- formative sexual education. Even married couples don't have access to an adequate sexual education and how to pleasure each other. It's assumed that somehow we will instinctively know all that we need to know about sex. I don't know how you feel about this, but I think there's a better method. I would like to invite you to join me and developing a sex-positive lifestyle with freedom of sexual expression between consenting adults. Join us each week to learn everything sexual. Add your comments about the show and any suggestions you have for future show topics. We would love to hear from you. Be sure to subscribe to the show